Monster Hunter, released December 18th, 2020, though not really. To a pandemic theater near you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Though we waited until it was released February something or other, 2021, when it was out digitally. I'm Dilavento. I'm Nick Nundahl. I'm Alex Damrath. What? What am I doing here? This is Track Moon. Resident Monster Hunter expert. That's true. Alex Damrath. Got the degree to prove it. The one fan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, every game needs one. Uh, Alex. Yes. You like Monster Hunter. I love Monster Hunter. Um, In all its many varieties, whether it be World or Ultimate or Rise, Son of Rome. That's right. Um, And uh, so we brought you on to discuss this this movie from a more uh, expert level analysis <laughs> an academic perspective of of monster hunter um what did you think of this movie oh i thought it was awful <laughs> it didn't hold true to the I tenets mean, of monster hunt monster hunterdom it's not that it didn't hold true which uh, in a lot of ways it didn't uh in in some minor ways it did and in those ways i kind of went oh but like for the most part, uh, <laughs> you turned into Mickey Mouse when <laughs> when the movie got good. Yeah, but Rath uh, was screen accurate. <laughs> uh, aside from that, uh, it was it was basically one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> now that's coming from a deep Monster Hunter fan, Dylan. You have a a sort of antagonistic relationship with Monster Hunter. I do. Maybe yes. you would have an opposite opinion. Maybe you love this movie. How did you feel? I love feel? this movie. This oh, is shit. an incredible movie. <laughs> no, this is uh, this is not a good movie. Uh, you'd be surprised to learn having if you've listened to this podcast in the past. We, we reviewed so many good movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it does not be our current high ranking uh, or, or top ranking contender, Future Cops. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> no, it's 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 generic action blockbuster schlock it's it's there's there's a military presence for no goddamn reason with it's, precisely zero character yes yeah yeah absolutely no character development no like no one you can be like oh man that's that's my character in this movie right that's the one i i most relate to or care about yeah it's just nothing yeah it's it's the most nothing movie i tried to explain it to my wife afterwards and i was like there's just nothing i can tell you about because mm-hmm. yeah. it's just People fighting monsters in a desert, and then a different desert, and then, well, and then it's over, basically. That's it. Like, Monster Hunter games, which are very focused on just having you fight monsters in a desert, or wherever, uh, with with not a whole lot of character development, have more character development than this. Yeah. (laughs) Which is saying something. Yeah, they, uh, you'd think they'd at least, like, make good on the craft, I mean, they do craft shit out of the monster parts, but not to the degree. Very little. They yeah. they I, make I a more. what a poison arrow 
out of the Nursilla tale, and um, I think that's it. I think that's it. They made a, a <laughs> sledge much. to drag a body through the desert out of a piece oh, right. of wrath of, of uh, Diabolos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my crafting ability. <laughs> I took a piece I, I, of this and dragged you on it. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. Let's get to the movie. Um, I guess we should put a slight spoiler warning on this simply because it is relatively new to digital. I assume, I would hope, uh, given the box office numbers, that not a lot of people saw it in theaters. Yeah. Right. More, so than, more than zero, which premise is premise of the podcast but. is we will talk about the entire film, so it's all spoilers from here. Yeah. 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 Um, so where do we start? We start with uh, Paul W.S. Anderson, writer and director of the Monster Hunter movie. We start with his loving wife. Actually, no. There's there is there's a actually pre, a part. Yeah. yeah. So this is the most baffling thing to me is I did not expect the movie to start in the universe of monster hunter with like yeah. fantasy characters there's in, in monster hunter world if, in, if you, in the world yeah. of, you'd say of monster hunter world <laughs> yeah uh of warcraft uh there's there's a, a boat <laughs> now that's a movie sailing through uh the the desert. the desert it is somehow crawling across the land and it is piloted uh by a character called the admiral played by i had no idea from any pre like media uh played by ron perlman so like i didn't even know he was in this movie and if you want me to watch a movie just tell me ron perlman's in it why didn't <laughs> you there. tell me internet <laughs> opening I night i might have been excited about this i still would have been let down but i had no idea um so he's the I knew admiral he was, i knew he was going to be in it because i think it was listed in like wikipedia or like some casting sure. announcement I, I didn't or something look right. up anything about this movie oh you don't look up every single factoid about all the movies you're going to watch before they come out <laughs> not not before they come out i usually look so up after we watch it though oh, um oh. and this one did not have a lot to talk about in that regard <laughs> either but we have him true. uh I, I, and an assortment of other characters who i assume are all game characters that are yeah. just like yeah. alex let me get a monster hunter fact check Okay. Who, yeah. who are these characters? Uh, basically, every character they show on that ship, uh, uh, and I think even though Tony Jaa is like never named, I think he's supposed to be indicative of uh, a particular character and world. Mm-hmm. Um, what's funny? Uh, okay. Well, he is the hunter in this film. <laughs> he is just the hunter, yeah. Mister uh, Hunter. In <laughs> world, he's kind of like first name monster. <laughs> <laughs> He's sort of like the leader of the expedition that. Oh, uh, okay. Well, the, you're the fourth expedition. I assume the admiral was the leader here. Um, he's the leader of the whole dang thing. Okay. But uh, okay. that there's one particular ship that takes you to the new world in mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. and and that's led by this guy. Um, and that's voice acted by somebody like who's a big voice actor. Is it Matt Mercer or is it? Oh, I think it is Matt Mercer actually. Yeah. I um, remember people getting really excited about whoever was voicing that character, and I apologize if I said it wrong, but it's that guy. is right. It's basically who he is. He's him without being him. Right. Like, no official capacity. Uh, a couple other characters that were shown, uh, there's the handler, who in the game is kind of like your partner. She gives you your quests. Uh, she leads you by the hand through the story. Um is she the steampunky girl with the goggles? Yeah, she's the one with the goggles. Okay. Which is what uh, makes her uh, steampunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got goggles, steampunk. Okay. She is loathed by a lot of Monster Hunter World car- uh, players just because she's like oftentimes a, dam- uh, a damsel in distress mm. who likes to go on about how like, you know, she sure helped you out in that situation, but like did nothing except get caught by monsters and need to be rescued. Um, 
uh, what else? Uh, there's the serious handler, who's the short hair one. Uh, there's multiple handlers for like multiple hunters in this universe, and uh, she's like a less peppy version of yours, so they just call her the serious handler. Hmm. Uh, this is like a tradition <laughs> in the Monster Hunter games that I've always kind of liked. They never give everyone anyone like a first and last name. It's always like their title. Um, Interesting. So there's Which is the why admiral. we have the hunter, I guess. Right. Um, the admiral. There's the admiral. Who the is protagonist. the one played by Ron Perlman, right? <laughs> to be <laughs> fair, even when we do cut to real world characters, they don't get names either in this. They have right. code names in the credits. So there's like Dash, Steeler, and other things like that. None well, of them one of are. One called Marshall. And isn't that like his actual last name on his uh, dog tag? Maybe. <laughs> I, I couldn't say. tell I you. Remember. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're describing these characters from the game, and then, like I've already re- said, there's characters from the real world. None yeah. of them have a character. None of them have no. right. behaviors or arcs or or anything that you can remember individually. They are just a name and a body for yeah. whatever scene they're in, and nothing right. more. Um, there is no outside of Ron Perlman. I would argue. I, I like, wanted to I, touch I, on one more because I think it is kind of interesting. There's there's a reoccurring character from a couple of the games actually, and he's the guy with like the red sort of mohawky faux hawk. Yeah, I was going to ask hair. who the ginger is. Yeah, um, he is called the Ace Cadet, and he uh, he shows up in like basically all of the games is sort of like a parallel to you. He's like learning how to be a hunter along with you, and as you rise through the game. He's also hunting and like learning how to be a better hunter. So he's your Gary Oak. Yes. He's your he's your uh, rival. Without without actually like being a rival, but just like a character that stands around in the base. Smell you later, things. Monster Hunter. <laughs> so I'm looking actually at IMDB and the character names. There are twenty people in this movie. Eighteen of them credited, two uncredited. I don't believe you. Uh that's the whole movie (laughs) like i'm willing to bet there are maybe a couple extras in the like final sequence that aren't listed on here but 20 people listed here and of those 20 people if we count marshall as a name uh then you've got mila jovovich's uh artemis you've got like four names in the entire film and then the other characters they didn't bother they were like this is pilot number one soldier number two (laughs) Century, another century. <laughs> That's just efficient storytelling, Nick. I don't, I don't know what you're. <laughs> yeah, this was the laziest movie. <laughs> yeah. So we start with with the the sand ship, the sand barge. Yeah. Uh, Jabba the Those characters there. we've mentioned are all on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're sailing across the desert and they get attacked. Diablos, a Diablos. Yeah, someone screams it. It like comes up on on the deck of the ship, or like its head does. It like impales a dude. Yeah, and then uh, Tony Jaw's character gets uh, thrown thrown off the ship mm-hmm. into the into the desert wastes, and they just leave. And him. Then, they're like, whatever, <laughs> they'll figure it out. They're like, thank God. <laughs> um, and then cut to uh, the real world, mm-hmm. our world. Is what it says in the yeah in the credits it actually says that, and then it says. United Nations like transport or something and then like a longitude and latitude which apparently is uh close to Kabul in Afghanistan uh, oh interesting yeah means nothing Um, doesn't have any impact on anything other than they call the locals hostiles I guess and they claim to have proudly killed 14 of them prior to the events of this scene so in in that day so great 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 great. yeah take that Um, hostiles 
<laughs> but it's it wasn't America this time. It was the UN. Yeah, they except are the, real bad the only guys. character who we get any sense of what her she is a U.S. Army Ranger working for UN security. So uh, yes. the only character we know anything about is Mila Jovovich's Artemis. She is U.S. Army, uh, uh, but we don't know about the character who proudly proclaimed he killed a bunch of people that day so who knows right i mean they all seem american yeah it doesn't seem like a joint operation yeah um so they are out in the middle of the desert in kabul uh looking for apparently the a missing squad a missing platoon of soldiers Mm -hmm. and uh mila jovovich has like a little tape recorder with her and apparently they like recorded the last like radio transmission that they got from them and they're like what's that oh and all the shit. So they're out there looking for their their buddies. Um, it's the most tell don't show. This is the premise. Why yeah. we're here alone in the desert moment. And there are we we know a couple things. You know, Mila Jovovich either was or is married, and she likes putting her ring in an Altoids tin. Mm-hmm. She loves Altoids. <laughs> loves them. We know that Mila Jovovich is tone deaf because she starts an army song. <laughs> And it's just the most lifeless yeah. rendition. <laughs> it's of a... supposed to make these guys all like like her as the leader because she's the one who starts it. It's supposed to make them all like, oh, look at these like lovable comrades. And yeah, it's right. nobody has a drop of like believable emotion in this scene. <laughs> so they all come across as like robots who are like, all right, we have to sing this fucking army song. There's like maybe like a touch more like personality to these people characters than what we saw in that doom movie right it's about mm-hmm. on par though yeah it is yeah. pretty it's similar. mostly like that um so they're driving around and what happens like this like so there's they, a storm yeah and they're driving away from the storm but it catches up to right them, they're so like they hey that's right. where they're going that and yeah. they <laughs> drive into the field of pylons that conveniently yeah. drive into the field of pylons that warp them into the monster hunter world yeah they expressively say that Oh, maybe the enemy that like killed or captured our our comrades used Hiding the, in the storm yeah. as cover, yeah. which implies like some sort of like control over I, this. I'm like, willing to bet blue somewhere electric. in history, some army has used a storm to their benefit just by coincidence of the storm being in place. You know? Yeah. So it's but not. The, but the it's idea not that so it's like far-fetched. something. Sure, but it's like they, the, like in implying that it's like a reliable smoke screen yeah. to like commence your military right. attacks with is like a wild proclamation like it's like weeks of yeah. storm time because they had to like arrive here as well and they're yeah. like man that storm's probably been going on since then and is still <laughs> being used by the enemy safely yeah and here it comes rushing at us we better run uh so yeah they try to drive away the storm overtakes them and then we get lots of flashing lights and and uh images they they yeah it's going it's, through this wormhole is apparently akin to having like a, a nom flashback <laughs> yeah it's like like the like the images that flash the screen that are like i don't know either memories or like images of like the world that they're going yeah. into or something it's a very strange effect and With it like doesn't strobe like light come on. across it doesn't come across as traveling through a wormhole very Mm-mm. well <laughs> and in all my experience of traveling through wormholes right and being being in Einstein yeah. Rosenberg bridges. No one was I, spaghettified, and I'm really, you know, that just really took me out of the scene. Right, I can't I can't take this movie seriously anymore. Yeah, uh, but whatever the case is, they they were in a sort of like rocky desert, and all of a sudden, 
uh, are transported into a place where their vehicles wreck and tumble around. And when they get out, they are uh, instead greeted by like fine sand, like white fields of sand, just endless desert, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> causing one of the army guys to say, where all this sand come from? <laughs> 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 like, this is great. they don't have the guardians of the galaxy line though yeah in the from actual the trailer. movie yeah which is a real shame I, I just like it's it's so weird to me to go from one desert to another for your your look at all this sand because i feel like a lot of audience members could not even recognize that they look that different you know mm, like yeah. they, i certainly they didn't. are different but it's not dramatic whereas if you had like a group like stomping through a jungle in nam or in a city location or something and then they get teleported to a desert it would be like whoa this is a dramatic shift of environment instead it's just desert to desert and it feels so (laughs) bland and lifeless which i think is why they probably cut the guardians of the galaxy line because it implied some sense of like oh they realized what happened yeah and that Uh, they're in like an alien world much more sense that they go along with what the audience is thinking and they have no idea why the sand kind of changed just a little bit yeah (laughs) So they decide that once they recover, like into one vehicle or maybe two, uh, they're going to just start heading in a direction looking for civilization. They know they got some expectations. Their instruments aren't reading right, whatever. Um, So they start driving, and that's when uh, Tremors arrives and like (laughs) the the sand starts spitting up a Diabolos, that same one presumably that attacked uh, the ship before. Um, right. rocks their fucking shit just knocks them rocks sideways uh, tumbles the military vehicles everybody wrecks they try to fight one dude gets impaled by the Diablo's horn and he drops a grenade on it um, and that drops a whole belt a of whole grenades. belt of grenades Apple, yeah and that gives them like enough opportunity to run away um, I don't remember how many characters die here I just know we end up with like three side characters and Mila Jovovich by the time they escape. I I think two die because I think there was a guy because when the Diablo showed up and like flipped the dune buggy that they were in. Someone was uh, like riding on top and just. (laughs) 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 Well, he was like pinned down. Yeah. They couldn't rescue him, I think. It's also important to note that before the Diablo shows up, they meet Tony Ja, the hunter. No. Right. No. Well, they see him. They see him. Okay. Uh, they shoot at and, him. And they, they think he's a bad guy because he shoots an arrow at him. Uh, oh, right. Uh, he's warning them. Yeah. yeah. Right. But he's like just trying to get him to run away. The arrow um, is not an actual arrow, but is instead a like a chalk dust bomb. Yeah, it's like a flare. Yeah. Uh, which which Mila, you know, has to like feel first, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> she, it's chalk. <laughs> Somehow gets a it's handful chalk. of yeah, it. She yeah. says it out loud and like, you know, screams at him about it. Um, <laughs> it's just her running around the battlefield. It's chalk. Yeah. <laughs> they also find some giant bones, which you were impressed with, Alex, because it was something. Yeah. I was. Um sand sailing was not a thing that was in monster hunter world but it is like a special kind of quest in some of the earlier games mm-hmm. uh and that and the sand sailing is related to a quest where you fight these giant giant sand whales they're actually really unique because it's one of the only quests where you get to climb on top of the monster's back and it's big enough that it's like a whole sort of level to itself mm. um and so you're you're sailing alongside it, and then like it pulls up, and you have to like jump off the boat onto the monster's back to hit it, do sure. damage, that kind of thing. So it's the um, bones of those of bones that, of that are of that giant sand whale, the uh, the Darren Moran or Dar- uh, Jen Moran. There's two different kinds. One of those. Right. 
Cool. So they took them. They took some time to put in some reference. I assume there was like yeah one person who worked for Capcom who was like put this in here. <laughs> like yeah, I don't I, know anything I, about writing I, I a script. Keep going but do back. this. Yeah, I, I keep going back to the fact that like in interviews, Anderson has said he's a huge fan of these games. Right. Like I think do you his feel time betrayed? working with Resident. <laughs> This time working on Resident Evil with Capcom has kind of lended himself to be, I don't know, a little more privy to their games and a little more interested in them. Mm-hmm. And and so, like, I don't have any problem believing it's true, but it still comes out in, like, the worst way. Yeah. Well, yeah. just because you, you like you video games doesn't mean and... you know how to make a movie out of it, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I could do that. Yeah. Any one of us <laughs> could make the perfect video game movie. Absolutely. <laughs> We could we could make at least one as good as this, if Probably. we had the budget. Uh, so yeah, Tony Job warns them. Um, they think he's being hostile, so they all shoot at him. He's like on the top of this ridge. Yeah, like there's like a stony outcrop, like plateau, um, in the middle of this desert, mm-hmm. and they start shooting at him. And then that's when yeah, the Diablos shows up out of the ground mm-hmm. and kills two of them. The rest of them run. They head towards the uh, the rocky crag. Mm-hmm. Um, they get inside and, a cave. They go inside cave. And then mm-hmm. the sun goes, oh, I'm done. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Because yeah. <laughs> there's apparently like a 10-minute day-night cycle in this world. Which I so wonder. We talked about this during watching. But is it because in the game time moves faster? Only because it's a game. Paul W.S. Anderson also really likes Minecraft. He's like, wouldn't it yeah. be cool yeah. if there's a 10-minute day-night cycle? I think in world there is quests where you can just hang out in the field and there is a day night cycle. I think it is probably pretty quick. What catches me off guard is how fast the sun sets because it isn't so much like cyclical. It's, it's like ramped, right? Yeah. Right. Like (laughs) bad tweening on this, on the sun. Yes. It's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. It's like, and then the sun shoots or the moon shoots out behind it. And we go from them running into the crag and it's day and then we like get that seed of the sun setting and then it's night and they're still like out of breath. So like you have to think, okay, this happened really quickly. Yeah, it confused us because because we were like, is it a time lapse or not? Can't be. They're out of breath. They would have caught their breath by now. Yeah. And... You know, and then we get to the real fun part, which is uh, this entire <laughs> movie. This entire movie is shot day for night, mm-hmm. like like every every time there's a night scene, God. they didn't wait for nighttime and no. set up interesting lighting. They're they just like, shot it during the day. Three days in the desert to make this whole fucking movie, and we are gonna <laughs> use them. I was about to say we only have sixty million dollars to shoot this right. film, so <laughs> we can't we no, we can't spare any time. Yeah, we already spent most of it on the fucking cat. Meowskiller <laughs> Chef CGI. Like. Well, there's a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, uh, yeah. So it is. It is day for night in this cave. You can see, like, if you look at any of the rock surfaces, it's like beams of light shooting down on it. But they're all just blue because they've put a filter on to cover that up, or well, to try to cover that up. Um, but they're hanging well, out to succeed in covering that up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, they're hanging out here in this cave. They're talking about a plan. And then uh, kind of like in, uh, was it Deep Blue Sea when Sam Jackson's like giving his rousing speech and then gets just immediately jumped on by a shark. Uh, Mila Jovovich is trying to rally her troops and then this big fucking bug comes down and grabs her and hits her with a stinger. And it looks like she should be dead. I mean, it definitely seems like, whoa. All right, mm-hmm. <laughs> like ba- base of the like spinal tap, base of the neck, yeah. like that 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 needle, like just fucking either paralyzed her for life right. or did something. Yeah, which 
is either a clever nod to the games or just poor storytelling. Probably both. Yeah. Uh, because uh, that monster, that attack from that monster where she hits with the backstinger is just puts you to sleep. Yeah. So, so it looks real nasty, but she is unconscious. Um, they yeah. try to wake her up, uh, try to do CPR, but then they, they're able to shoot that monster and sort of chase it away. But then like hundreds of them yeah. rush the cave. Right. swarm. Um, yeah. So what is that monster called again? A nar- This Narcilla? is called a Nursilla. Nursilla. Can you describe yeah. it? It's a big bug. I don't know how else to say. It's a really big spider. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so it's got like four legs. So I guess I don't know if it could be called a spider, right. but it's a, it's spider evocative because it shoots webs. It's got like a backstinger. Um, it, it's got a bite that will poison you, and like I said, the backstinger puts you to sleep. Uh, it um does have multiple yeah, eyes. And, and, and it, like will yeah. wrap you up in webs and stuff. It's like to like stun you and slow you for a little while. It's um depicted in the game is a lot bigger than it is hmm. in this movie and you certainly don't ever see as many as they did because it was like an entire hive of tiny ones yeah they're like on versus top of a huge one. its nest i guess yeah um, so these things swarm the cave and this is basically where we lose every other character but mila jovovich at this point like right I, and i say basically i mean that literally because it's all of the other army people un people get killed one way or another by these things. One guy gets yeah. like dropped on from above and it bites his head off. And he had made right. some clever joke earlier about his head getting cut off. So he was worried about that. And now here yeah, it is. That's why he tied his, his dog tag to his, to his, his feet. He, he predicted his own death, I guess. And that's, <laughs> that is what constitutes a joke in this movie. Um, that's what's called dramatic irony. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other people. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's just like no meaningful. Like he's the most memorable death. Yeah, everybody it's else. So just, dumb. Yeah, it, it, I, I don't it, know if it, he's it, the most memorable. Um, I was oh, going to say he's true. maybe second to the to the last guy who dies. Okay, tell us. Well, first off, so they kind of either capture or run off all of the other. You mean like uh, last in the soldiers. movie? I thought you meant in this scene. No, oh, no, no. Oh, well, I mean okay. the scene. Gotcha. The scene. There are beats in this. Okay, because like they run, they the spiders. Uh, run and capture or kill all the other soldiers and then they come back for Mila Jovovich who is like starting to stir but then they like I don't know grab her and knock her unconscious again so she wakes up like kind of alien style like in this web like pupa thing that she has to like dig claw her way out of and she sees the guy whose head is missing and sees that it's Marshall I think because of the dog tag she has to Frodo her way out of a spider web. Mm-hmm. Right. This is not the first time this movie rips off Lord of the Rings. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, and then the the other um, the other female character, uh, female soldier, she she's dead, but she's like all wrapped up, and then she's looking for for the last guy. Um, and what happens when she finds the last guy, Alex? Last guy has eggs like grafted to his yeah. chest. Okay. Um, they're not inside of him, but uh, he's definitely like weakened by it. Like something obviously ate at him before putting these eggs there or something. Because um, it's awful. If you got <laughs> tryptophobia, I would I would just like yeah. close your eyes for most of this scene. Or you don't like body horror. Right. Any of that. Well, fucked up. Well, what, what's uh, weird about this to me is that right before she finds him with the eggs in him, they show her finding or, or maybe there's like a, a long shot where the camera is like positioned right up against an egg and you see one of these little ones like in an egg. Yeah. And it's like mm-hmm. just on a wall or on a, you know, stalactite or whatever. Like 
it is it is not on a body <laughs> and so usually i know we're talking about monsters but i imagine biologically like things will follow a pattern of where they lay their eggs not just on right. a random living thing that they don't kill <laughs> like and also a wall uh it, it seems very inconsistent it kind of reads like Anderson wanted to reference a lot of his favorite movies yes. throughout this. Yeah. And like, here's his big aliens scene. Yeah. Uh, and, and so he's like complaining about like pains in his chest and he's weak and all that. And then like, finally we got like, ah, he's screaming cause it's hurting a lot more and he's ripping his shirt off and we see the eggs and they're, and they're bursting with spiders. And, yeah. Uh, uh, he just, he just dies from that. Um, all the spiders coming out and eating him, I guess. Uh, the big spiders come out because they're like making a bunch of noise and he's like run okay. save yourself and then like right. one of them like kills him or rips right. him apart or something I think oh geez I actually don't remember exactly that is right yeah went. it does rip him in yeah. part because I was like your babies are on that oh <laughs> right right, right. Yeah, it, it like, like pull, eats him, him yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what did you even lay the babies uh, on him for maybe it's just seasoning it, it was spiders like oh it was also around this point that like you could kind of tell every single instance of this spider of, of Nursilla is like the exact same model yes. just like shrunk yes. or, or enlarged. Right. <laughs> Slightly scaled one way or another. Yeah. So so the thing that gets me about this is that they go through all this effort, like the movie makers go through all this effort to like introduce like this squad of soldiers to send them to a different world to just kill them all off except for Mila Jovovich. Right. Which is like why even have the real world right component in this movie like because think about there's no like there's no predator point. right which isn't a g- alternate world but like i got lots of hints of you know various action movies in this and when i think of like mm-hmm. the perfect squad in a bad situation movie it's predator where you do have your team get slowly picked off one by one but they still feel like a military squad the whole way through the movie until it's down to just Arnie and he's got to be the guy who does the, you know, the yeah. deals, the, yeah. the, the, the he's got to be the guy who does the thing. He's got to be the guy who does the thing. If you're going to have a guy do a thing, it's going to be Arnie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they pay homage to that when, uh, Mila Jovovich looks at the Narcilla and goes, you one ugly son of a bitch. Yeah, and it opens its right. mandibles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's an explosive self-destruct sequence yeah. in there. Boop, 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 boop. Um, <laughs> 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 so like, you i feel like that's the the blueprint right is have the characters around the whole time and have all these personalities to base reactions off of of these things that are happening outside the norm and instead right. they they're just like we're going to have them just so we can wipe them all out and not even wipe them out in a series of horrific good horror movie shots aside from the one guy who got eggs in him like on its own outside the context of monster uh, hunter and outside of the context of seeing eggs literally elsewhere in the scene out of, out of the context of monster rancher whatever this <laughs> yeah i called. did pause there i did i was like what is this again <laughs> out of the context of pokemon this scene is is fine uh but seeing digimon eggs laid in somebody's body and then bursting out of them that's good horror movie schlock i would love to see that anywhere in a horror movie um yeah, but I would also like to <laughs> yeah. see then all of in the other Final characters Fantasy die movie. in some creative, cool way, and instead, right. most of them happen so fast you don't even know what's going on, and you don't care because you have no attachment, to no these personality, characters. no desire to worry about them at all. Um, but Mila gets out by uh, lighting up a flare, um, 
setting the entire like hive on fire well at least a good chunk of it i, right. I can't say the entire mm-hmm. hive she has like an o2 tank that she like yeah flamethrowers impromptu flamethrower and, um, and some bullets right that's the last thing as she's crawling out she sees sunlight she's almost escaped one of these burning creatures is chasing after her so she takes her strap of like i don't know they're like big sniper rifle 50 cal rounds or something uh and throws them they're like 556 okay okay. i don't know guns i'll tell you (laughs) you, i'll believe you uh throws them onto this thing and then they like pop in the flames and that's enough to get her to safety um because sunlight goes outside yeah burns them even though it was literally on fire it which is (laughs) Perfectly accurate for Monster Hunter War, right. from what I've been it's told. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> but but I, like you've got a yeah. creature that is willing to burn and still chase you, but sunlight? No, it will not break. <laughs> not too much. Yeah, that's too, too much. much burning. They're like they're vampire spiders. Yeah, uh, yeah. A little and and no, not game accurate. You fight so many Nursillas out in the daylight. It's yeah. Anyway, <laughs> odd choices. Uh, yeah. From here, she. Uh, how does she run into is she does she pass out and get dragged back in wait 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 um before we do that one nod to the one scene we all thought was kind of cool where she pulls the this bullet cool. the slug yeah. out of the casing and uses the gunpowder to cauterize a cut on her leg yeah i, I think that's kind of fucking rad I, th- I knew i had seen that before and i was trying to place it i looked it up um do you guys remember celebrity deathmatch on mtv yes <laughs> oh my god what? in the stallone yeah. versus schwarzenegger fight where they're like representing I mean, they, they are themselves but stallone is very much rambo in the scene uh sure. it was this claim so if you don't know it's claymation um fights where they just take two celebrities and make them battle to the death and like it's pretty over the top claymation gore yeah love nice. it uh arnie does something to i don't remember how it happens but stallone gets a big cut on his arm so then he takes a like huge pile of gunpowder, pours it on the cut, and lights it on fire, and cauterizes okay. his wound in the middle of like <laughs> in the middle of like a wrestling rink. <laughs> it's yeah. So stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, right. I knew I'd seen it. Couldn't remember where. I figured it out. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, great pull, great pull it's, there. It's an effective way to burn a wound shut, I guess. Yeah. So she walks to a a ship graveyard. Uh, and is sort of underneath one of the decks, and then Tony Jaw attacks her, and they get into a fight with giant play school knives. Yes. Oh yeah. With, yeah, with big knives, knives created with like Crayola craft. <laughs> Everything in this movie looks like a local cosplay convention. Like it is big and and bulky and foamy, and I don't hate that. I just it's weird to see it in a movie. It doesn't feel right. I, yeah. I don't think the prop design's that bad. Like I think it it looks pretty good it's not the worst but it could be better it's it, okay um, it's it's high-end cosplay like it's right. yeah it still feels like cosplay tony jaw had a really rough time carrying that sword apparently apparently like oh. he he almost like could not hold up they that sword it in some scenes or guess, like probably or it's like poorly balanced well in most of this fight it's knives he's getting knives from random places throughout the room um, we're not sure why they're fighting. <laughs> like, I I just had that thought. I remember us being really confused about that while we were watching. I think maybe because they fired bullets at him. Yeah. In that one scene, his but, last impression of them was like, oh, they're hostile. Except it's not his last impression because I did just rewatch a lot of that. And like he's shooting arrows during when they're all being attacked by the bugs. He is shooting oh. arrows at them. 
And maybe he's just being opportunist. He's like, well, oh, while they're distracted, I'll kill some. I don't know. Uh, Look, we need conflict. I <laughs> think that's all it is. I think it's Paul W. Sanderson Story said, suffers you know, what would be really conflict. cool is if the Ang Bak guy fought my wife and she did a pretty good job <laughs> against him. I, I'd be into that. Uh, <laughs> I'd win a bet there. <laughs> so, so I think, yeah, it, it, it is conflict for conflict's sake. And the movie does that a couple times where yeah. there's just like we need these people to be angry at each other because of machismo and and that's how it is Cut to ron perlman punching mila in exactly. the face for no reason <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like. that happens literally after he saves her he punches her in the face and we're jumping ahead but i'm just going to talk about yeah. it now immediately after <laughs> punching her in the face she escapes and he acts like it never happened he's like oh yeah i heard you're cool it's fine <laughs> like yeah. how about I, I, I i'm not the one who is supposed to apologize here you punched me <laughs> don't say it's fine now um but okay that's later <laughs> um, yeah so they fight uh it, it is lots of like throwing each other around the room um lots of big dramatic drops because somebody choreography thought that was interesting and then they they tumble out of uh the home that Tony Jaw has set up in here. The hunter has set up in here. Um, and when they they reach the the desert, I guess they're winded enough that Milojovic calls an end to the fight and pulls out a Hershey's chocolate bar. She's been in the desert oh, right. for like two days now. <laughs> That's actually two different scenes because they have because he he has to capture her. Uh, I'm I'm kind of like running all of it together, I guess. They okay. I think Tony Jaw almost falls into the spider pit, or Mila does, and one of them rescues Tony the Jaw other. Does you're yeah. right? Okay, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And Mila pulls him out, and so it's like okay, the beginnings of trust, right? Yeah. So there's like an arc to that where it's like yeah. they fight. Tony Jaw captures her. She's uh, his prisoner for a while. She somehow escapes. She also learns that Tony Jaw prays to like little itty bitty idols. It also doesn't speak English because mm-hmm. of course he doesn't. I think some of that comes English. after right. this, but it doesn't matter. Okay. It, the point is they make up. <laughs> this is yeah. a well plotted movie so much so yes. that we can perfectly remember. Yeah. The scenes in order. The, the important beats are the they fight, thing they make up. She gives him chocolate. Yeah, she gives him <laughs> chocolate, which will be referenced way too many times before the end of the movie, um, because he doesn't seem to understand she doesn't have more chocolate. I guess is the joke. I don't know. Uh, and sh- uh, she basically gets him addicted to this yeah. substance <laughs> that's like the last of it that ever existed on this <laughs> in this world. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, the, it's like Zoidberg and, and the anchovies, right? Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Um, I, I and it's also I gotta say the the most blatant product placement because they flash the label mm-hmm. and it's like very clearly a Hershey's bar. Hershey's paid um, to be in this movie for some reason. I also think there's like a Coke can that gets yep. ample screen time yep. at the beginning yeah. of the movie that we skip yeah. past. Yeah. yeah, there's um at least the the Coke can isn't plot relevant at any point. This one is like right. prominent because it's so important. And of course, Tony Jaw fucking loves it. Like he's going crazy. <laughs> he's not like confused yeah. by these flavors or anything. He's like Hershey, snorting Hershey's it. new tagline is like the candy monster hunters crave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like taking a little bit that's still in the wrapper and rubbing it on his teeth. <laughs> so from here, uh, the two survivors uh, it basically sort of establish their situation. They know that this, this big black storm off in the desert is where she came from. And if she can get back to it, maybe she can get home. 
but between them and where they are now there is the diablos who conveniently she's like that thing's still out there and it like after she says it goes here i am and comes up to surface and then goes back under just to be like yeah just in case you're too stupid to know what she means audience she's talking about the diablos oh <laughs> yeah. um so in order to to get across the desert they're going to have to deal with that first so we cut to training montage um mm-hmm. she gets blades big knives Bam. Mila Jovovich becomes a dual blades main. Yeah, which she doesn't really ever use effectively at any point in the movie. There maybe no. at the very end, but not during any of the Op- Diablo stuff about to come up or uh, oh yeah or the the big spider thing. Um, but okay, so in order to get uh, to fight Diablos, they decide sort of unspoken, but you can piece it together by watching that they're going to need to get venom from the big spider things. Mm-hmm. So they set her up as bait. A symbiote. She's going to attract one of them. She sings the same tone deaf, bad song <laughs> as before. <laughs> they say when you're and I'd like to point out, <laughs> it is a terrible plan because first of all, it assumes that she's definitely going to be able to outrun one of these things, but also yeah. that not more than one of them will come out at first for some reason. The movie, the movie <laughs> plays to that plan perfectly. One of these things chases her. They, it, it falls right into their trap. They kill it, uh, which their trap is just Tony just swings a big sword at it, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah, not like a clever down trap. Off of something and does a does an aerial attack with the great yeah, sword. There's not like a snare moment. There's not you know a triggered like jaw uh, or anything that comes and hits this thing. It's just <laughs> you run and then I'll hit it, which I could I guess do at any point anyway mm-hmm. but so he cuts the thing's head open cuts its tail off then as soon as they've killed it here come the like hundreds of others and they run back to their their base um in there they, we have our only like real crafting scene which is tony jaw taking the stinger out and wrapping its like I don't know. What do you call it? <laughs> like uh, The guts get wrapped around the shaft of the yeah. arrow and the stinger gets attached to the, to the arrow head. And, uh, and that's it. Yeah, He's got they, one of they them. They basically prepare a Nursilla toxin arrow. Yeah. The one. We've got one of right. them. Yeah. Um, it's huge. Like this thing is like the size of like a lance. Like it's like, it's yeah. enormous. Cause Tony Jaws, uh, bow it's, is also like enormous. Yeah. Still not as big as it is in the game. But well, uh, they probably yeah, Jaw can't okay. carry anything bigger. Yeah. <laughs> they probably ran into think, a problem with that. For, I was going to say for for the sake of realism and the and the well-being of the actors, I think they just <laughs> universally shrunk down a lot of the weapons. Imagining a headline like Hollywood Reporter to actor Tony Jaw tragically dies on the set of Monster Hunter the movie <laughs> due to how, how <laughs> fucking po- heavy the weapon was <laughs> crushed crushed by a two-ton great sword um they also the, the sizes in the games uh uh much to the to the games uh praise uh are, are comical yeah <laughs> so i think it just couldn't translate it is that well. style yeah um yeah <laughs> they also give mila jovovich a what, what do we call the grapple thing that's on her arm it's like a little crossbow oh, oh, type um the no, slinger just a grappling hook. Okay, slinger. So it's called it. It's called a slinger, um, but it also has a grapple hook function. Yeah. in the game, it both launches things and launches a go. grappling hook. It yeah. slices, dices, and Julianne's carry. She gets that and a couple <laughs> knives, and then proceeds to not use them to fight the thing that <laughs> she's given right. them for. Um, right. She's also 
gotten rid of her like military her yeah. UN military fatigue on some right. now wearing some like, world armor monster hunter armor yeah right yeah. Uh, it looks vaguely uh, like the armor for one something called an Odegarin hmm. um, just gonna point Gesundheit. that out yeah. yeah some fan out there is like oh neat <laughs> that fan was me yeah I was gonna um, say <laughs> you when you're listening to this podcast later Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's also a bit during the training montage that we have to point out where she holds the blades above her head and does a pose, and then the blades are filled with energy and it scares her. Yeah. Because, like, what the hell is that? Uh, I thought this was kind of clever. There, there's a move with the dual blades in the game where you do that pose and then you sort of like start glowing and the blades start glowing and your stamina will slowly drain, but now all of your attacks are stronger and, and like, you do more more attacks with each attack. Mm. Um, there's no explaining it. The game calls yeah. it demon mode. It's it's, it's just, just a kind of, of like a rush of energy. Um, it was really funny that the movie also I thought just it didn't try to explain it. It's yeah, <laughs> she's straight up just like, "What was that?" And Tony Jaa is just laughing at her. She's like, "What is it?" Yeah, not that you can understand what I'm saying. Right, or we explain have no it shared to language. Me. I thought that was yeah. an interesting choice actually to not have them have a shared language. It's yeah. this weird like forced realism. But I would have been absolutely fine if everybody in Monster Hunter World just spoke English. And sure. like, I, I might have made one snide comment about how weird it is that they all speak English, but mm. I would have had a movie where people could actually develop their characters through conversation. Right. I, I don't know. Uh, also, I, did you guys have subtitles on when you were watching? No. no. Okay, I did. And I, I'm pretty sure through 90% of the movie, anytime he talks, you just have to figure it out contextually until the very end of the movie when it says speaking an alien language and then translates what he says oh and i don't know if that's supposed really? to imply that like mila is starting to like learn the language or or what but he like whatever he says is fully translated in the subtitles at the very end of the movie well when you're a soldier for the un you have to pick up on foreign languages that's really quickly true. so <laughs> <That's true. laughs> i don't know it's a weird which i don't think she does yeah she she sort of banks on teaching him english more than her learning she is going to force him to understand she's like chocolate (laughs) home yeah Yeah. and he he does learn her language pretty quickly actually like words at a time but yeah calls her bait yeah they try to trap the nursilla um all right so so now it's monster hunting time finally Mm -hmm. well i mean we just hunted one monster we are like an hour one. into the movie and have only hunted one monster. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sounds like Monster Hunter then. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> I think um, I made a comment to that effect. <laughs> yeah, this is the most accurate part of the movie. It took 40 minutes for them to bring down one monster. <laughs> so they got into the desert um, and I forget what, it, how, how do they, how do they get the, oh, this uh, is what they so do. So now Jaws the bait because right. uh, that, that was like her deal. She's like, you're the bait next time. And so, right. Uh, but but before that, they create this basically like um um uh catapult mechanism using like spare parts on all right. the ship graveyard to try and, and launch, launch this... a barrel somewhere. And this is right. alluding to a scene where Mila throws a rock out into the desert and sees that it makes the Diablos pop up. Mm-hmm. It's attracted to vibration, um, mm-hmm. much they... like tremors. Yes, <laughs> uh, they throw the barrel. Um, I f- couldn't tell where the barrel landed. But like the idea was to get it to run at Tony Jaw with its head above the ground, so that he can shoot an arrow at it, mm-hmm. um, which he does successfully. Mm-hmm. Right um, in the eye. I, maybe yeah. one of the better like visual effects shots of the movie. Like we should comment on that. The visual effects in this movie are very 
like a lot of effort was put into it and the result yeah. was still fairly low budget. Like, yeah. You think so? For the monsters? I thought they were I think they were most, adequate. I thought they were mostly bad, but this one shot when he like does stick the thing in the eye and we get a super close up and it like tries to blink away the arrow and snaps it. Like I I thought that stuff looked bizarrely more realistic than a lot of the other shots and I don't know why yeah. if somebody just, you know, a different team worked on that shot or whatever. Um, it was a close-up, so it had to have extra attention. Yeah, there's a person yeah. out there that now has PTSD from seeing like that one tons eyeball of study for... <laughs> photos of people's eyes being destroyed. Yeah, yeah. But most of the CG very much felt like something stamped on top of the environment it was mm-hmm. in. Like, okay, it looked okay, but it was. I mean, it looked like a video game creature. It didn't look like right. it was a living thing that was there. Um, Jock gets knocked out. Um, he's he's sort of thrown by the Diablos as it continues its charge. Uh, so it's up to Mila. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Um, he does stick it one time. He does put a sword in its head first yeah. before it sort of knocks him off. Yeah. Uh, and she's and it's, using like a machine gun, even though they've tried that before and it was clearly yeah, right. effective. This <laughs> is an RPG. RPG has little to no effect. Yeah. Uh, she then has to somehow i think she either grapple claws or something on top of it mm-hmm. she does grapple maybe yeah, she does yeah. grapple claw yeah she runs at it and yeah swings and over then, it and then the sword pushes it deeper defying physics really because how do you get the leverage to push a sword through something's head from yeah. on top of that thing while it's thrashing around monster hunt a baby yeah fair oh. enough <laughs> i mean it's <laughs> simulating a game that can do yeah. that i guess yeah. She pulls out an oversized mallet from out of nowhere and just hammers it into like dragging a more believable in. than just her own body weight pushing that thing down because the sword is bigger than her. But yeah, yeah she does. She d- just pushes it through. Uh, it takes a few tries, but eventually drops this thing. Uh, Characters in this world eat like more than their body weight in food before every mission because of the raw cal- caloric like yeah. processing that they use. Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um so yeah, they kill a Diablos. Yeah. They did it. And then da 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 da. They start they start clipping through it because all the collision has been turned off the monster because <laughs> it's dead. Everybody thought that we were gonna see all corpses some cool games. Diablos armor or weapon get made. She starts yeah. like carving into it, and you're like, Oh, here we go. She's gonna craft something, and instead she just throws that piece of it down puts Tony Jaw's unconscious body on it and drags him through the <laughs> desert. Right. Yeah. Carries he, him he, on a sled. All right. He also she also finds like a, a med bag or something, like an emergency bag mm, from yeah. the wreckage and she's able to get all the military equipment now. Yeah. And there is a point where she uses it during a sandstorm to make a tent and then do some medical stuff on him mm-hmm. to bring yeah, him back. I don't to know life. what he what she puts in him because it's like he she pierces his 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 stardom to like put like so the have injection to it was point an adrenaline in. shot if you're going that's there. what i thought but it's like a bag of like saline solution it looks like i don't know like, that you'll... they did a medical a lot of medical research for this <laughs> <laughs> you stab him i've seen pulp fiction you just push right in the chest yeah <laughs> meanwhile tony ja previously just used some green goo on his wound mm-hmm. right yeah which is a little more game accurate a smidge cave lichen <laughs> that he smeared up uh yeah yeah um they bring him to an oasis mm-hmm. on the uh, way to the, the big That's after storm. he wakes up, I think, because he gets healed. Oh, yeah. right. There's a sandstorm and he just like bursts out of the sand through the tent. Yeah. Because yeah. he's uh, fine now. Right. Good to and go. And they walk to the oasis. There's some uh, Apsaros, 
which are nonviolent herbivore monsters in the game. They're mostly used to get meat. Yeah. Um, Delicious. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they also get tacked by a little a little thing called a cephedrome, which is one of the like tiny monsters that doesn't it's really like a constitute big, a whole wide quest. Mouth but... lizard, like dog sized lizard. Yeah. yeah. Like a hammerhead um, head. Yeah. Yes. With a hammerhead. Uh, the jaw just kind of like bisects immediately mm-hmm. <laughs> as soon as it pops out at him. Right. But makes Mila Jovovich like, because there's like the, the oasis has like a body of water and she's like, oh, thank God, water. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. And then she gets close to it and the thing just springs out of the sand and is about to kill her and he just <laughs> kills it immediately. He's like, ha ha, bait. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a real dick move there, Tony Jaw. It's, it's, yeah. They take some of that meat and stick it on a spit. I was waiting for like the one reference i think this movie needed to to like redeem it a little bit hold on okay (laughs) first of all i already know you didn't even get this reference so you're disappointed but do you really think this could have saved it i mean i would have been a little bit happier (laughs) this entire movie while we were watching it was just alex and his wife who are both big monster hunter fans just like look at that whoa look at that holy crap look at that (laughs) which i I mean to some credit like if you are a monster hunter fan getting to go oh look it's that thing i know it's got to be some kind of fun for you guys right it's yeah it was like a little bit yeah you know yeah. I, I i you know i'm well aware it's a terrible movie right but i just kind of had a little bit of fun with like oh they got that in there they got that in there there's one thing that's been in every single monster hunter game and it's just like a little tongue-in-cheek in joke where when you sit down to do the cooking spit mini game, you're rotating meat on a spit and there's like a timing thing. There's a song playing and it's a cute little like organ grinder, piano jaunty thing. It's really weird. It has like no place in this game, <laughs> but it's like tradition. They've left it in since the beginning. Yeah. Uh, you have to hit the button at the right time to get the steak off and it's like cooked perfectly. And if you do it just right, there's like a disembodied woman's voice from out of the blue that goes so tasty and i just wanted someone like like i wanted mila to like take a bite and go oh so tasty like it would have it would have been like oh that's good that's but what good. is weird and you pointed this out when we were watching it yeah she says mm, so good yeah that's like, what she says instead they have to be aware of what they're doing <laughs> if they chose to use that word, right? Like yeah. tasty, tasty. That's a that's a children's word. Good. That's that's <laughs> what real real adults say. I, I wonder, and I don't so... know this from anything, so this is not like an insider knowledge that, that I would have insider <laughs> knowledge of anything. I wonder if it was in the script as so tasty, but people on set didn't know that that's a reference. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. you know, sometimes it. you riff. So she just is like, well, the the words say so tasty, but I needed to give something close to that and she gave so good in the take they used um it just feels like that because it feels like it It does it is a missed opportunity for something that doesn't to me matter at all obviously to you matters Um, (laughs) i like the idea that there's like the the capcom rep that was on set like had like a christian bale level blow up at (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing It's always or, so tasty. It's been so tasty forever. <laughs> like, or, or the way that it actually played out is that that was just when he went to craft services to get a sandwich and missed. 
is one moment. <laughs> it's like and him. <laughs> the shot. The shot is him in the foreground. He's like mm, so tasty. And then yeah. the background is the actual scene <laughs> happening, and her going yes. so good. <laughs> Months later, he's watching the movie back and just freaking out like, "Oh my god, I, I had one job." <laughs> and walking out of Capcom HQ with all of his desk <laughs> items in a box, in a box. <laughs> <laughs> just cry you calling his job. wife. <laughs> Honey, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the so tasty. <laughs> oh. His mom is his wife. He goes home to his wife. His wife cooks him his favorite meal and gives it to him as like, oh, this will make you feel better. And he's eating it. And he's just sobbing. He's like, yeah. so tasty. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to a few months later. He's homeless, has like facial hair growing in, right. drinking some something out of a <laughs> brown bag. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so tasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh Worms eating into his corpse because he's died from alcohol yeah. poisoning. Worms going so tasty. This is a, this is a pretty good movie, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, so that moment happens. And then the most baffling sequence uh, for me is they're, they're doing this uh, this this meal and it gets interrupted by the i can't remember what you called them but the like apatosaur dinosaurs that the are absaros absaros yeah. uh they they are on fire because the ra- <laughs> the the, the rathalos a big flying they see the shadow uh, of it flying overhead yeah and they don't see it but they see like the fire come out there and, you and go. light everything up and, yeah and then these things come charging stampeding through on fire mm-hmm. um when they rush them uh mila and tony jaw have to run and like they they run to a cliff and i think tony jaw goes over the cliff but gets grabbed and saved in the last second by right. by, by steampunk lady steampunk by goggles <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that's your name now yeah yep um uh, and mila gets saved by ron perlman yeah and then <laughs> and i guess this makes sense in the context of like you not wanting to fight monsters you don't need to fight but mm-hmm. ron perlman has an axe that lights itself on fire and yeah. mila jovovich does the blade thing so her energy blades are lit up and they, she doesn't even she swing just starts it she's just standing them. there with it yeah, yeah. she starts waving them in the air and ron perlman with his axe fully extended is spinning around in circles and none of them <laughs> are making contact with any of these monsters that are all around them which I guess is because, again, they're not trying to fight them. They want to part the stampede. Yeah, they're right. just like, making a, a space that's safe. But they. I would also they, like to point out that Ron Perlman, upon landing, does a little shockwave attack when he hits the axe on the ground. Oh, yeah. Which is a charge blade move. But what he's clearly using is a switch axe. Gosh, just, I can't believe it. Come on. What are you come doing? Come on, Paul. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Capcom rep. <laughs> but yeah so they so they they stop the stamp or the stampede runs by and they're safe and mila jovich just like reflexively says thank you and ron perlman looks at her and goes don't thank me yet and then clocks her in the face to knock her knocks out her out <laughs> yeah and so obviously we kind of spoiled this we talked about it earlier but it is a really weird sequence of events where she is captive locked in a cell, breaks out after having just been punched in the face hard enough to be knocked out. And Ron Perlman's just like, all right, well, I know what's going on now. Um, So he speaks English Mm -hmm. um, because he has dealt with people from our world before. 
Um, and when people from our world... Specifically does not want them in his world. He's yeah. killed them before, and he will do so again. <laughs> <laughs> because for whatever reason, when people from our world cross over, it like vaguely causes trouble. And he doesn't really mm-hmm. explain that. I don't know if it makes the magic effect of the storm worse, or if it makes the monsters more irritable, or both. It's, it's oh, really my, not explained. My interpretation that it was going to be like like a that it's like a colonial issue. Like he's worried that like people are going to come uh, and like mm-hmm. take things from their world that shouldn't be put into our world and I vice can, versa. I can buy that. I don't know if that's what they meant, but sure. Yeah. I that that's relatively in line with some ways that they talk in the game. But anyway, do they ever talk about other worlds in the game? They don't. Well, okay. okay. I will say there's not, like not an expert necessarily. <laughs> There's one precedent for this, and it's that they have a The Witcher crossover quest right. where <laughs> Gerald pops in through a portal. Wow. <laughs> that's that's like it, though. And that, that's implied to be like, you know, series doing like she's got the world hopping magic. OK, uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, that, that that's really the only the only precedent. And it's in like a, a crossover quest gag. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, you can like play was, as Ryu in uh, Monster Hunter World, right? Or that was a short time you thing. You can, but that's like a skin. They don't really do anything to explain it other than like... Is it just like your Monster Hunter character with a gi and a headband? No, it, it, the, I believe the helmet also turns your entire head into Ryu's face and hair. Okay. Um, uh, oh, and there's also um, Final Fantasy crossover, I'm just remembering, which brings in like Final Fantasy characters who like don't know how they got there. <laughs> I can't uh, wait for the Wanda Maximoff crossover she's gonna yeah. show up right. that's that's the hit thing with like video games now is crossovers apparently that'll, that'll um, be in the mcu everyone's doing it the mcu reboot in 20 years will be that <laughs> instead of wanda being super into tv for her alternate realities <laughs> she'll be super into video games and right, exactly. it will be like a smash brothers finale <laughs> right right <laughs> when 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 disney owns uh capcom and nintendo <laughs> yes in in the in intervening decades yes all right so what happens uh, what what I was what I was getting at was that there is a theme, a, a within Monster Hunter that like they're very uh, environmentalist, and in yeah. fact that was like the core of the games from the get go was about a a connection to nature. Mm-hmm. It's a get go uh, in Monster Hunter, <laughs> probably. Probably actually, um, yeah, yeah, there is. But uh, I always thought that was really weird because I understand that's like what they're saying, but mm-hmm. the the. In practice, it's go kill an infinite number of monsters and damage right. these ecosystems potentially. Like it's, I understand, hunting is often about balancing an ecosystem because of overpopulation. Right. That that is how they explain it. Is that it is like balance and research. Yeah, like you are you are both finding out more about these creatures and also like trying to cull the aggressive, yeah, aggressive like overpopulation. But yeah. contextually, because you can repeat missions over and over again to kill the very same kind of creature. There's, there's a little ludo narrative dissonance there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's just the the format of the game. I understand. Right. So what happens here? So Ron Perlman, he can speak English. He speaks my language. She gives her a Vegemite sandwich. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's in a prison. She breaks out. Gets accosted by a giant cat. Yeah. That freaks her out. That cat, which is of the species Palico in the games, is right. just named Palico in this movie. Oh, in Even the credits? It's very much like designed to be the meowscular chef from yeah. World, um, which all of the Palico speak in puns, which is why he's called the meowscular mm-hmm. chef. I see. Um, 
It's uh, uh, he's he's way scrawnier in this movie than he is in the game. It upsets me. Yeah, he's me. not very muscular. Yeah, he he looks like kind of <laughs> he's a, the immusculated chef, right? And, and one thing that my wife and I did get excited about was after they meet him and after like the air is cleared because he's initially like a little threatening towards Mila. Mm-hmm. Um, they just sort of cut to apropos of nothing. Yeah. Uh, the muscular chef doing his cooking animation mm-hmm. from Monster Hunter World, like one to one, dices up some where, big where he's piece got the big slab of steak and he slices it and he moves the pieces delicately with the knife, and then like spreads the salt that causes like the fire to sear it, and then like very delicately places the sprig of herb on Parsley, top. Yeah, yeah, um, which is exactly what that looks like in the game. It's. It's just weird that it was so out of nowhere. It felt yeah. a little disingenuous. It's, it's forced <laughs> in. He does then deliver the food in the next scene to Ron Perlman. So there's right. like some continuity it, it looks to that. a little bit more it's like not... a charcuterie plate at that point, yeah. which is odd. <laughs> yeah, it's not the giant <laughs> not meal he just steak. created. Uh, but yeah. Oh, and there's a gag where like Ron Perlman gets mad at him because there's like a huge tuft of hair in his and his yeah. flag of ale none of the jokes land in this movie like none of them not, yeah. not i can't think of one like moment that made me laugh because the movie wanted me to laugh like right that joke also, with the hair I... just feels awkwardly timed and delivered like it doesn't <laughs> i don't know he's like oh you've been drinking from my that mug chinese again. joke in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knows <laughs> also i wouldn't drink out of that flagon if i had a giant hairball in it Here's yeah, the thing. If it was a hairball, like a vomited hairball. Sure. Like it's obviously like a tough to fur that like came off of him. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, being a person with five cats, <laughs> I get hair in my food and I just pick it out and keep eating. You don't have time no, I to get deal that. with that. <laughs> like, I got things to do. I yeah. got monsters to hunt. Now, if it's like a, if it's like a gacked up hairball, obviously you don't drink that. Yeah. yeah. Right. But no. it was, maybe I say like that tuft. from the privilege of being able to go to a grocery store and not living in a world where I have to kill a giant monster if I'm hungry. Sure. <laughs> um, all right. So so Ron Perlman knows about the other world. He knows English. Yeah. He starts bringing out like a bunch of ancient tomes. And yeah. he's like... There is a place where you can get back to your world. Yeah. Um, it's back where the pylons are. What There's do they also call this tower? The Sky, the Sky tower. tower. Sky Tower. Made by the ancients. Yeah. Um, is okay. there. Got to capture him. <laughs> um, ring the ring. Yes, exactly. And in, in the Sky Tower has kind of like been in the movie this entire time. It's just yeah. kind of like been perched up on uh, In a the cliff. storm, yeah. In the storm. Um, so they say, we, we we can go there and send you back. But uh, we have to get through the Rathalos. And he like right. turns a page and there's like a big illustration in the book of a, yeah. of a Rathalos. Invulnerable. Not invulnerable. Nearly indestructible, he says. Uh, um, except Save for when it starts to breathe fire. Yes. Yeah. Have you heard of smog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's the Hobbit reference. There's, there's just... There's everything. Big Tolkien fan. We skipped over even when she like goes to break out of her prison. She uses a nearby bench which read to me is like a Pirates of the Caribbean reference. Even though she doesn't use it like they do in the movie, she just kind of like smashes a lock with it. There's sort of a weird thing with the references in this movie where they none of them feel like homage and more yeah. just like stolen ideas. Because yeah. they're like, they're like Paul Anderson really likes this movie and just wanted to use a bit from it. Yeah. Because he thought it was funny. But like there's a way to do that and it feels like, oh yeah, we all celebrate our shared love for Alien or Lord of the Rings. And then there's a way mm-hmm. to do it where it's like you're trying to sneak it in like you're doing <laughs> right. it 
because you're not this one. creative enough to do something else, but you're not letting us in on like the fun of referencing it. You're hoping we right. think it's your original idea. Well, Nick, I'll have you know that Paul Douglas Anderson is not creative enough <laughs> to, <laughs> to to be sneaky. <laughs> to, well, to make a movie without yeah. obvious, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, filmic homages um, or ripoffs. God, there's so many bad shots in this movie too, of just like cheesy, oh, yeah. like like back when we were in the the big nest of the bug spiders. There's like a CG shot that starts with a live action shot. She's looking through like a, for lack of a better word, a window an opening in the nest. And it like wants to zoom out to show you the full scope of how massive this nest is. Is it's like grand Canyon depth, uh, spider webs. And it like just that transition from I'm looking at a real thing. I'm looking at a real thing. I'm looking at a CG thing as it spreads out. (laughs) It's so amateur and lame and like there's better ways to do establishing shots than than something like that and this movie's filled with that kind of stuff i'm gonna stop right. <laughs> we're gonna move back into the plot <laughs> so we know how we to kill star, the we go to sky tower we're going to sky tower and it really is that immediate too where it's like here we are <laughs> like yeah. we're gonna walk <laughs> off the boat we're gonna have one scene where the cat blows a kiss at Mila Jovovich and she likes it, <laughs> and, yeah. and, which is better than her not liking it, I guess. So in, that scene, in that context, this doesn't awake anything in me. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and then immediately, like you see the tower in the distance and the long journey they have to walk, but we're not going to deal with that at all. We're running out of time. Bam, we're there at the tower on a really bad green screen set where everything yeah. is dark and windy, and oh, big wings! It's the Rathalos. Um, right. <laughs> Mr. Big Wing this t- is here. Uh, right into the Rathalos fight. Uh, one bit that comes before that. Okay. Um, Ron Perlman mentioning that like there's lava. It must power the mechanism of the tower. <laughs> but it never comes I, up ever. Yeah. <laughs> they also do a another Lord of the Rings shot where it's like super drawn, like those New Zealand shots where it's like people yeah. walking across like a a yeah. cliffside or mountainside. And yes, they're itty bitty like the Fellowship. I, I just have to point that out because one of my biggest issues with this movie, like back when it was just a trailer, it was just like an <laughs> inkling, uh, was that they get like magically transported to another world when Monster Hunter as a series has always very strictly avoided magic and spiritualism. Like yeah. it's everything is science in Monster Hunter. And this is and technically like, science. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like they had to do that just to kind of appease something. Just like mention it's a machine, a machine real quick. Yeah, you know, it's like, lava <laughs> science. You know, yeah. the, the charge axe and the blades still feel like magic to me. I mean, yeah, but but they're like they they will go above, like they will go out of their way to try and explain it as science. Right, I get like, you. Like if you if you read, I don't know, the lore entries in the games on these weapons. If you yeah. read like, the wiki, Nick. You'll right. clearly understand <laughs> right. this yeah. is not magic. I understand. It's, it's like weak world building pseudoscience but they yes. they're very much like it's it's scientific yeah right uh it's grounded in some level uh, yeah. some way yeah so yeah the the tower magic is not magic it is thermo it's apparently a machine <laughs> yeah um <laughs> so they fight and right out the gate like one of these unnamed characters just dies before he ever gets to do anything um <laughs> and uh 
Uh, it's not any of the ones from the game. It's like the one that doesn't match up to any other. Of face. course, of course, because yeah. that that's where the Capcom rep was doing his job. Rest, yeah. <laughs> rest in peace, Capcom guy, though, because <laughs> you didn't do it enough before. Um, anyways, uh, what there are there beats to this fight worth talking about, or is it just a fight happens no. until um, Ron Perlman attacking the Rathalos, and then like next shot is behind a pillar while breathing fighting fire breathed on him yeah like, there's they, no in between to that it's just weirdly paced also they, he's they using make a, a flaming axe against a creature that breathes fire and i feel like yeah you video games and D have told me that's a bad idea i okay it's not on fire i know the effects are bad and it looks like it's on fire it's not fire it's in this it's, movie it, it, whether it's it, meant to be it's, or not it's, it's, it's science true. energy it's a bad movie for that reason and more. Yeah. But I, I will say in game it's it's energy. Okay. There's like yeah. You know what fire is, Alex? It's literally energy. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're taking a chemistry class, yeah. but it is quite literally energy. So all right. That beat aside, the Rathalos mm-hmm. is kicking their butts and yeah. Mila Jovovich gets knocked off of a fucking cliff. Yeah. Uh which but somehow no. triggers the flashing strobe light effect again and instead of thankfully these portals don't carry momentum because she just lands (laughs) on rocky desert again which is our flattens out yeah hey we're not in monster world anymore we're in regular old dirt sand i don't know there's (laughs) like a brief hint of fear in that they they do a shadow over her that looks like a Rathalos and you're like oh god it followed her mm-hmm. at least that's the intended effect it but then it home. like turns into helicopter blades yeah. and she's getting picked up by a rescue squad that happened to be there at the exact right time yeah and I thought about this a little bit more like she was sent to find a team that disappeared in this location then her team disappeared so presumably there would be a rescue team out there looking sure why yeah. they're able to find her like I mean it's very convenient that they're finding her on the moment but them being um, in the area at least makes some sense i think yes. this is also the only time in the movie where they actually say her name mm-hmm. because uh, yes. they look at her dog tag and says artemis and they're like oh, captain artemis yeah and it's like right. oh right we have never like she's been literally mila jovovich in my head this entire movie yes. and we'll continue to be mila jovovich yes. but at least i know the name they want me to know yeah. also god damn it just you know calling her artemis is like the most mary sue thing imaginable yeah, God- she is goddess, the goddess of the hunt, of the hunt. Yeah. Yeah. The Hunter and Artemis. And those right. are the characters. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Um, uh, but anyway, the shadow was a fake out thing. The Rathless is actually there. Yeah. Probably um, the best sequence in the movie. If we're going to yeah. give them anything, if we're going to say any sequence is good. Um, yeah. Watching the Rathalos destroy military equipment mm-hmm. is uninspired, but is kind of fun. Like, yeah. And there's a it's dumb. decent it's dumb shot. Fun of like from the back of the plane as the rathalos jaw kind of closes on the cockpit and rips it off yeah there's some some decent moments here and maybe it's like um what's what's it called when you're stockholm syndrome you're you're like (laughs) you're trapped with this movie so you're just looking for i'm so used to crap yeah like i'm kind of into this yeah i don't know if you've been a part of this podcast series yeah long enough nick um oh and we get we should we kept forgetting to mention roll cage shots but we got our third yeah there's a roll cage shot when they go through the portal the first time with the humvee there's another one later on the diablos diablos attack and yeah 
Yeah. And she is strapped into like a medical bench on this plane so she can't like tumble through. And so the thing is just the fuselage of this plane is just spinning through the air as she's like strapped down to it. Do you think they just had the equipment for these roll cage shots and they were like, use them, <laughs> do as many as you can. <laughs> Either that or Paul Davis Anderson is like obsessed with them. Like yeah. I haven't seen later Resident Evil movies, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, we'll have to yeah. we'll have to pay attention to that when we get to those. Um, but the Rathalos kills everybody except for Artemis. Of course. Uh, and then she gets to fight it on her own for a little bit. I don't think anything really notable happens during this. Well, the the final moment is important but yeah i mean mostly uh she she so she runs at it with her two blades which somehow she has recovered mm-hmm. um or maybe that's right <laughs> after no that's here that's here she runs at it she does she does one shot that could be okay which is she like leaps at it hits on the wing and like drags oh, down right it. and it does yes. get this visceral feeling to think like this thing's big thick wing getting cut open might right. be damaging to it what i want from that scene that they didn't give me is like then it like stretching out its wing and it's splitting where the wound is like sure. i want to feel this creature's pain in that moment if i'm you know if right. i'm determining what's happening instead she just kind of <laughs> slides Nick, Nick off a real faces of death kind of thing no, i want this emotion i want the creature to be expressing something because it just kind of takes the hit. If you're not going to give hit. the characters any emotion, right? Might as well give the monsters a little. Honestly, bit. <laughs> though, don't you think? Like, if you're if you're going to have it anywhere, where is my the monsters... Monster Hunter's snuff film? Is yes. what I'm asking. <laughs> it didn't give I, it. I, I it, think it, that it does just, work. It, she cuts its wing. It does have that like visceral feel of the wing being pulled apart, and then the creature just keeps yeah. being the creature. Nothing changes. And I think honestly, that is a smart idea because like the characters in Monster Hunter have never been the focus. It's been the monsters. Yeah, I, that's so. like that's where I would want to put it. I, I think you would want still like a protagonist that you can ride your audience mm-hmm. on, but you want the monsters to feel meaningful. And this just feels like a machine, basically. Um, exactly. Anyways, uh, Tony Jaw shows up. Well, she does one last thing. Which okay. is she takes some kind of device. I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I would like think it's like a flare. Or it's got to be some kind of explosive. I don't know. But there is a fire nearby from the Rathalos wrecking all the ships and stuff. She sticks right. her whole hand in the fire <laughs> to light this thing up <laughs> instead of just like putting the yeah. end of it in. Like everybody in the world has either seen a cigarette lighter and knows how that works or has lit a candle <laughs> off of another candle any like any concept where you can use a flame without sticking your whole hand inside of it i just <laughs> they also when <laughs> whenever she's in pain they also do like this real like shaky cam thing where it shows like you know her fa- like it's like it it, it duplicates oh. or mirrors her yeah her she's got effects. like the blur effect yeah. yeah and and they do it when she cauterizes her wound and they do it here where it's like almost self-imposed pain where she's just like yeah. i need this to feel alive <laughs> <laughs> so that's where the drama comes from what's so confusing about this is she does this thing it never like shows her burned hand after this or anything so there's no mm-hmm. impact from this happening uh to her but whatever the canister is it's like an air canister or something she then sticks it in her slinger her slinger and and launches that straight into the rathalos's throat as it's about to breathe flame fulfilling ron perlman's you know expectations for hunting <laughs> monsters and it blows up inside it's the real, thing's throat it's, it's the it's the chekhov's gun yeah the chekhov's fireball um, <laughs> and I, I feel like from my li- very limited experience with Mon- monster hunter world there are things like this where you like shoot something at a monster and it like blows up inside of it 
like I can't remember which monster. It's one of the early. Mon- like, I only played the early fights, but there's, there uh. is like a thing you can do where you throw something at a monster and it catches it in its throat and blows up, and then that like incapacitates the monster, so you can hack at it while it's unconscious or whatever. There's literally one that I can think well, of. Well, that's the one that I can remember. <laughs> I don't think it's in World, and I it's don't the only know game if you I played. played. Uh, so it's got to oh. be. But hmm. whatever the case, moving forward. Because okay. I don't have enough specifics to make that meaningful for conversation. Sure, um, yeah. Is that the Rathalos seems stunned. She's like, ah, I got you, you son of a bitch. And then it gets up and is about to kill her. And that's when Tony Cha returns. And, and it's like instant. Yeah. It's like down. It's got a big hole in its throat. Yeah. You're like, okay, cool. And then like it's it's from that scene cut straight into like Rathalos up and, immediately and after her fine. Again. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't even have like flames licking off of it or anything. It's just like, I'm back and I'm fighting you again. So it's about to yeah. kill her for sure. And then Tony Jaw blasts it with one of his rocket arrows and shoots he, throws, a, he shoots like three or four out of them into its yeah, throat hole. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the one that kills it. It goes into the wound like Smaug, as Dylan said before. Mm-hmm. Um Blows its head off or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Not that dramatic. Blows it up. I, when it falls, there's like a big hole in its chest now where you see rib cage. So I yeah. think that's where it goes. But yeah. And uh, whew, that is <laughs> that Tony is Jaw asked for chocolate again. Yeah. This is seemingly going to be like the end of the movie. It feels like the wrap up moment. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I came to your world. Now I'm going to be in your world and we're going to get chocolate. Um, and then <laughs> Ron Perlman shows up in there in our world. Um, <laughs> hey, what's up? And, and he's like, it's not over yet. And he points to the storm and which I guess kind of is like a, because the storm is the gateway. You're seeing into their world and you see the tower again in the storm. And he says, it's starting again. And they all arm up and run back into the storm to face another creature. And this, this part like genuinely made me feel confused. The Gormagala genuinely made me feel confused because I was like, well, we just had the climax. Clearly this is like post climax action. We Mm -hmm. can't have another big fight here, but it really is shot and developed. Like there were about to be, there's about to be another big fight here. So I'm like, how much movie is left? Are we going into like a the second Gormagala, climax? Yeah. I, I, the Gormagala flies at the screen. And then we get a shot of them. Like, like that sort of does a fade to black cut to them back on like the field of the tower where it's all dark and shit. Yeah. Uh, Mir, uh, Mila's back with them. Yeah. And like the, the, the Gormagala lands and they're about to fight it. And then it ends. Yeah. So like the, the pacing and setup. Like, it doesn't feel like, okay, I, what it made me think of is the end of the Mortal Kombat movie when they've won and then they're celebrating and the sky turns dark and I forget the name of the character, but the big villain over oh, yeah. Shao Kahn. Um, Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn is in the sky and he's like, your world is mine. Uh, it felt like it was going to be that all over again. And then yeah. it. Yeah. And you know, do you know who directed that movie? Oh, is it Paul W.S. Anderson? Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so it it fully felt like he was doing that again and then and then for a beat it didn't feel like that because they were like gearing up for the fight and like like it was really about to happen and then it mm-hmm. cuts and is that. So yeah. god damn it. Like I I don't know if they just they had some they, they filmed a scene and then they cut that scene up and 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 truncated it or if that's really what his plan was because he made Mortal Kombat and he was making this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I still love Mortal Kombat. 
<laughs> that ending is the worst part of Mortal Kombat. Um, but uh, in this, it just it just felt really clumsy. The dismount was super like like when does this end? Yeah. So we get credits, and then in the credits we have our final our our mid credit scene because this is a modern movie and you have to have it. Um, and this modern <laughs> this mid credit scene is just back to that again. <laughs> back to the fight with the, the Gormagala. No time has passed. It's the like they're just dragging this out. Um, but in the post credits Gormagala fight, there is uh the the palico shows up and he's gonna fight and then there is like a hooded figure who is mysterious and grinning and and watching them from the top of the tower yeah and it's like oh there's a nefarious hand at play making all this happen i guess right it's like sure yeah and then it's finally it's finally over the the prophecies have been fulfilled (laughs) um do you think they'll make a sequel? I sure hope not. I mean, it, it it seems like that's what they're setting up for, but also it hasn't even grossed half of its budget. Right. That's so. my point. Like, obviously, they <laughs> want to make a sequel. I'm saying, will they make a sequel? I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to watch another one? Oh, man. <laughs> Your favorite franchise. You could be forced into doing more of this terrible thing. Um, <laughs> Paul W. Sanderson is writing the sequel currently. So, like, he's planning oh, on it happening. And he has made so many Resident Evil movies, as you pointed out, Dylan, when I was like, well, this can't possibly have a sequel. He does make low-budget movies happen. Or I guess he finds his budget somehow. He, he figures out who's going to sure. fund these movies. Right. So it is entirely possible that we do get a sequel. I just sure hope not, because this was yeah. so clumsy. Each one of those RE movies was super profitable like they were all like 30 to 60 million dollars budget and they always made like at least double back what they spent um so i would imagine capcom sees this as a fluke due to the pandemic Mm -hmm. so is that justification to do a sequel or is that them saying well it was a fluke but we can't bank on it financially yeah i don't know i mean like at third like 30 million dollars box office on 60 million dollars during a pandemic still seems pretty good and they had that controversy that i'm sure like probably rocked their Mm -hmm. uh chinese market estimates a little bit apparently it also led to like the game reviews getting review bombed for monster hunter world because of Mm. so we, we haven't talked about the controversy we did reference it once but there was a bad joke in the movie it it got cut but it it offended the chinese audience and and like we just said here, caused a pretty big ripple effect for the movie to get review bombed and the video games to get review bombed. So it it did offend a lot of people. I th- I think they got to cut their losses. I think they got to just look away and maybe reboot this at some point in the future, but not do a sequel. I'm curious. I don't know. Yeah, I can't I can't begin to know how these decisions get made. Right. I think Paul Davis Anderson has such a good relationship with Capcom that. I don't for see some reason, reason not. Yeah, for yeah. some reason. Well, they make him so much fucking money. Yeah. Well, we gotta re- we gotta rate this movie. Okay. Joe's not here. Is this a is this a out of five out of ten? It's a whatever you, you want to make it up. Whatever score okay. you want. Yeah. Okay. All right. Self determined. But I gotta give it a two out of ten. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Two out of ten. What? I don't know. It's just. It's it's bad. It's ten ten stars. And it's over. It's it's 
it's a bad movie. It's not worth watching. Uh, it just it, it's a nothing film that has some monsters in it, and that's what gives it. It's, it's got about two monsters in it, so two out of ten monsters. Sure, yeah, <laughs> accept it. Two out of ten. What were you, Alex? Oh, geez, I haven't had time to think of a good joke. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's fine. It is. There, there are there are none yeah. in this podcast. So don't worry about right. it. I, I will give it a three out of ten just for being. I don't know. G- giving me a chance to occasionally point at things and go like, oh, yeah. Uh, but that's really it. Leonardo DiCaprio um, meme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I rough. will give it a four out of ten spider eggs. Mm. It's a bad movie, but um, what are the redeeming qualities to you that even raise it up to well, that? Well, I recently watched, and I don't want to spoil our our inevitable rewatch of the first Resident Evil movie, but I rewatched that movie and that movie's bad. Like it's just. It's, Do you it's really think that movie is worse than this one, though? I think so. I think this one. All right, mm. we'll argue about that then when the time comes. It's inoffensive in its plotting. It's just like we're going to a thing and we're doing the thing, and everything surrounding <laughs> that is dumb. But at least like they didn't try. They didn't like bend over backwards to try to like make some convoluting plot. Right. Um, I think it's because, and maybe this is to Paul Dewey Anderson's credit. Monster Hunter doesn't really have a convoluted plot, really. It's very straightforward. Resident Evil does have a convoluted plot, and so having a movie (laughs) that mirrors that felt acceptable to me. But we're not reviewing that movie now, so I think the one thing I'll say about that is that Resident Evil has a convoluting plot, but also the plot that they make in that movie is not the Resident Evil plot. So it's like they looked at the convoluting plot of the Resident Evil games. We just have to make it also convoluted. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) it should make a shittier, different convoluted plot. Right. Uh, But yeah, that's uh, that's Monster Hunter. It's been it's. You know, it's all about these new releases that we we hold out for. I know everyone's excited for the next Mortal Kombat and Uncharted, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about it's all about tracking the beginnings and the ends of of video game movies and seeing and seeing what we've learned in the journey. And what we've learned is absolutely nothing. Uh, you'll you'll see the uh, the news about Uncharted. What Tom Holland said. That's kind of giving people some pause. No. All I saw was the meme where someone FaceTimed him and he said, what's up, motherfucker? That's all I know about Tom Holland <laughs> currently. Okay. Um, apparently, people are like, because in an interview recently, he was like, I, I'm afraid I might have played Nathan Drake wrong. <laughs> oh, no. Well, that's good. That inspires yeah. faith. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Tom Holland, why? I know he's like, the joke is he's a liability for interviews like because he always says you spoilers for like spoilers and shit yeah oh no tom holland why you gotta hold that shit in <laughs> tom holland being like yeah i don't think we should have killed nathan drake at the end of this movie it's really weird really but, weird decision like what a odd like that guy just can't keep his mouth shut yeah. and i love he tom a holland child. like as an actor as like a fun specifically as spider-man as peter parker he's fantastic uh, oh yeah so like I don't ever want this guy to lose work because of him not keeping his mouth shut, but fucking learn to keep your mouth shut. Wow. <laughs> or, yeah. or, or it is going to be a bad movie and he's just on the audience's side and he's an all around good guy. And he's like, Hey, don't, don't watch it. I didn't do a good job. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't you skip this one. Stay yeah. home. Um, well, Alex, you've been released from your, 
from your bonds been released from the pact to to watch and and discuss the monster hunter movie for now i, I forget what other movies i had written down as like i will join you for this silent hill you were silent hill yes excited and to I see think silent hill. prince of persia i envy your oh, freedom God, prince of persia Yes, you're you have been released. Fly, fly yeah. free Woo! now. Um, but Nick, but Nick, what are we trapped in? You're still here. You're still <laughs> with me on this on this miraculous journey. I can't escape. Um, <laughs> are you ready to watch our next film? I guess <laughs> we're watching Sin Colon the movie. Oh, everyone's boy. favorite '90s first person shooter. Yeah, the '90s first. The the what is it? John, what's his name? Romero. Carmack, uh, John Carmack, a, self-insert Carmack. character. Oh, is this? Did did, did they make this? One of them is did. It the, game. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, geez. Uh, there's a great YouTube video. I'm gonna have to send you on it. Just like the history. Okay. Well, but it is an it game, is what I'm asking. It is not an it game. Wait, it no. I just I just typed in Sid the movie. Of course, that's not an it game. Yeah. The movie looks pretty interesting too, and it's nothing to do. <laughs> it uses the Quake engine, but it's not. Uh, oh, okay. Well, this was an awkward segment you could cut. <laughs> yep. All right. But yes, in the movie, uh, the first person shooter that no one knows about because Half-Life ate its lunch because it was released around the same time. Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll be watching that next. So we'll see you next time. Uh-